Welcome back, guys, to another fantastic episode of The Gold Report. If you're just joining us for the first time, be sure to check out our first episode, which was published last week. Um, the purpose of this podcast is the Ninth Hour Apple Lab members are just talking about local and world news headlines and discussing our feelings on them. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Emmys, Jamel Hill, and our third topic we're going to be talking about is all the natural disasters that are occurring in the world, and let's get started. So Maggie, what do you have to talk about about the Emmys? Well, the Emmys were earlier this week, and when Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale won an Emmy for Outstanding Television Drama, it wasn't just a win for Hulu. It was a win for all streaming services, Netflix and Amazon Prime specifically. And they have been putting their stake into the Emmys. To illustrate, um, we took a look at Emmy winners since 2010 for Outstanding Series, Actress, actor, and direction in both comedy and drama categories. This year, Hulu's dystopian The Handmaid's Tale took home Emmys for leading actress Elizabeth Moss and director Reed Moreno, in addition to being the winning drama series, first for the streaming company. Netflix's House of Cards was the first streaming company to win an Emmy for direction in 2013, and Amazon's Transparent won Emmys for both lead actor and direction in 2015 and 16. So, mainly the question here is, what do you think about this trend? Do you think that it's okay, that it's good even, that streaming companies are getting picked for winning series, or would you rather it stay TV only? I think it would be better for it to stay on TV, because most people look forward to that one day in the week when it would come on TV, and some families just really get together and watch it and maybe because some people just like to what they do what they like to call binge watching and they just watch and watch and watch just one series all day (laughs) yeah I, i know what you're saying i think that um it's kind of like a family tradition sitting down on the couch to watch tv with your family one night a week for half an hour it's just fun to be there with them So what does ABC, CBS, NBC, the big three, have to do to capture these audiences, though? Like, if I can log in on my laptop and go hang out in my bed and watch TV as opposed to waiting until 7 when the show airs, you know, why why wouldn't I choose to go to bed? And what do they have to do to get us back out in the living room? Maybe they could show new episodes multiple times a day. Sometimes when they show a new episode, you'd have to wait a few days for it to be on air again, unless you record it, which I think most most people people do. do. I think what people like about Netflix and Hulu and and things like that is just it doesn't have to be 7 o'clock for you to watch it, or if you had a busy day and you missed one, you can still watch it. Or It's like the convenience. (laughs) Yeah, it's more convenient... And so do you watch streaming services like Netflix and Hulu more than yes. traditional TV? Yes. Yes. I, yes. I would say it's about even for me. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of families now are getting rid of their cable and their dish and direct TV and stuff like that and like going to like Netflix and buying Netflix and uh, Hulu and stuff like that because 
some of that TV is like obsolete. Yeah, I guess you probably don't need both. Yeah, you don't. You don't need it. It's cheaper too that way. Yeah, it's cheaper. We have um, Hulu Live, which is different from Hulu, and it is forty dollars a month. Which our dish, our Direct TV bill was a hundred and forty a month. And so we dropped that and went to Hulu Live, which has everything Hulu does. But then on top of that, it has live channels that you can watch and a DVR that you can DVR shows from wow. live. This is the future. It is. And then, but I only have like 20 hours or 50 hours maybe of space. But it's saving us $100 a month. And Mr. Lonick still gets his football college football you can watch anything there so it's not like we're missing out on anything and smart move by hulu the only yeah. problem is they don't have nickelodeon for my boys oh. <laughs> disney channel so we are without bubble guppies and paw patrol well next we got the jamel hill case like the word inappropriate which has been applied to certain tweets last week by jamel hill the espn commentator one of which described president trump as a white supremacist Soon afterward, ESPN rebuked Hill, saying she crossed the line, and she in turn made a statement saying she regretted putting her employer in an awkward position. You might think that would be the end of it, but oh, you would be wrong. Since then, the episode had has only continued to draw heat. Trump tweeted about it, disparaging ESPN. His spokeswoman called what Hill said a fireable offense. ESPN's public editor weighed in to say that he essentially agreed with ESPN's reprimand. And everybody and his brother has taken to social media to agree or mostly vehemently disagree with that. Does Jamel Hill have a right to post her opinions on social media? Well, Freedom of speech. Most everybody else does anyway. And, uh, Very true. President yeah. Trump does anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, she does have freedom of speech, but she also has all this publicity and she shows the internet at her fingertips like everyone else does but a lot of people will probably follow her more and a lot of people will know about it more than what everyday person would would say but doesn't that mean that she should take that and do something like maybe call someone out for doing something that's wrong and showing people that like hey you shouldn't be doing this it's wrong and using using what she has built to like show people younger and older that when you think something's wrong you should like call it out and point them out but there is a certain level of respect that you have yeah. to give the president of the united states yeah, he's a president when that president delivers respect to other people a white house press secretary and donald trump tweet called on jamele hill to be fired from her position at espn is that okay? Not at all. I don't think so at all. It's because they just shouldn't really single people out like that because they really are entitled to their own opinion and they can't really... I mean, people can dislike them for that, but they can't really call them out on a national government scale. Yeah, especially the White that. House. Like, yeah. I can understand that the company were to do that, yeah. but the White House just has no business even going in that direction. I mean, they can think all they want about it, but they just can't really... Say anything about it, like that's a. Uh. Even they could they could say something about it. I just yeah. don't think they could do something about yeah. it. Yeah. But don't you think there are 
so many larger issues going on at the White House with the United Nations having coming up and like all these and nuclear war and Kim Jong Un that this one little tweet about a girl not liking him should, big deal over should maybe yeah. have not been discussed at all. Have a little class. You need to understand that not everyone's gonna like you. And you have to just ignore it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just part of politics. Not yeah, everybody's of gonna like what you're doing. That's just politics. And maybe this is what happens you. when you elect a person president who is not a politician. Alright, Brendan. What's our next topic? Alright, now talking about the hurricanes and hurricanes, specifically Irma, Harvey, and Maria, and the 7.1 earthquake that was, uh, I think, 45 miles south of uh, Mexico City. Okay, so Harvey, there was 31 deaths uh, and said that the death toll will rise rapidly after the floodwaters recede. Uh, the de destruction for Harvey is uh, $30 billion in insurance losses, and it's said to have $190 billion impact on our economy. So that's a, that's a lot. Um, the power outages for Harvey, there's nearly one million power outages. And the relief efforts, there's about three billion, three and a half billion dollars raised out of like a five million dollar goal. Uh, for Irma, there was only nine deaths. The destruction was fifty billion dollars. Uh, the power outages were thirty-six percent in Florida, or nearly three point eight million accounts. Uh, the relief efforts is about, um, 1.7 million dollars raised uh, for Maria. There was about 30 deaths. Uh, the, de the destruction was four, uh, 64 billion dollars. There was 3.4 million powder out uh, power outages. Um, the relief efforts. There's not a whole lot about this, and we'll explain this later. Um, and then the the 75 miles south of Mexico, this 7.1 earthquake, it killed about 273 people. Uh, the, dis the destruction is $147 billion. And uh, why are these things happening? Uh, is this enough evidence for global warming? You guys? I don't think there's much of an explanation besides global warming other than... I don't know, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a series or of... Or a super magic, like, wizard that can control the weather, and he's mad. Like God? God is mad. Okay, yeah. God, <laughs> God can be the wizard. <laughs> but I think it's just really a bunch of unfortunate weather patterns that have just happened to hit. I, I don't yeah, I, I don't really think so. But, like, yeah. the largest hurricane to ever hit land happened yeah. with Harvey. And, and then, then directly after was Florida, and then directly after was Puerto Rico and Dominica. And then in the, at that time, two more earthquakes hit down in Mexico. I mean, it feels like it's all in a... Insane that it's all in the same time yeah. span. And in the same place. area. Yeah. In that place. Not exactly. Is it exactly that's not by the Bermuda Triangle, isn't it? Maybe that's mm. it. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. Uh, next question. Uh, why isn't the U.S. helping Puerto Rico? Um, some people argue that, yes, Puerto Rico is uh, U.S. territory, but they don't feel like they should send all of our relief efforts down to Puerto Rico. Thoughts on this? 
Well, they're not really technically a state, so they're not the highest on our priority list. I think we've got people to take care of too. Yeah, yeah, we. But there are people. Yeah. Yes, they are. They are. But they should hear their ignored. government. Yeah. They shouldn't be ignored, but I just think that they should not be on the very top of our list right mm-hmm. now. Continue to help other countries. Yeah, yeah, we should. But, I think but we, also, we have a lot of destruction yeah, and devastation. I think, I think we need to take care of our own problems first. first they are as part yeah. of us. Yeah, we own them. True. Like this, they can, they don't. They're under us. I would say it's almost more our responsibility to ensure take care of the little guy who has no we don't allow them to have any say in our federal government who goes there any laws but those laws overrule them which means their voices aren't being heard and they just have to take whatever continental people decide so but if we're going to keep claiming them as a territory and not as an individual country, what did we we stole them in the Spanish-American War? Yes. Yeah. I think. Then we need to take care of them. Yeah. What are we even going to do? How do we raise that money? Get that back? Um, some things. Okay, so I taught at a college in New York, and one of the things they would do with like over spring break, instead of kids going to like the beaches. Um, there would be a service learning spring, spring break where my friend Keegan would take buses down to Katrina was what, what happened at that time. And just a bunch of kids to help rebuild. And they'd sleep in churches in the area, whatever they could find. And just helped as big much as they can, like actually go down and physically wow. help. And I actually don't think that's a bad idea to do here. No. Mm-hmm. I think That would be really cool. A lot of high schools and colleges could do that. Mm-hmm. I think now of all time would be that should be the time when like nations should stop worrying about smaller problems like tweets and get together and like help the places that need help. All right, uh, next question. Experts say that this is the new norm and you should move away from the coast. What do you think? Some people just live on the coast and they like the coast life. And if yeah. they don't want to leave, then they don't have to. Yeah. It's something you need to take in consideration if you're going to live there. Like, yeah. if you live in yeah, the Great Plains, we live in Tornado Alley, man. We <laughs> got to think about that. So experts are saying that this is going to be a, a regular occurrence? It's going to happen more often. Well, experts yeah. also say that global warming is happening, but people don't listen. So is this evidence that uh, it must be evidence that global warming is happening? Yeah, it very okay. well could be, but it's not conclusive. There's people taking a religious standpoint on this. Um, there's random Bible verses floating around on the internet and on social media and stuff. Have you guys seen any of those? Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think that's coincidence or um, saying that the waves will come large? Something about the yeah. The earth will open before the coming of God. and then it said something yeah. about and their uh, countries will con or countries will see conflict or something like it. it was it was pretty well related to what we're going through now and I think that's and then yeah. there's, there's something in the stars too the, the ways the stars and the planets are moving and are aligned and then the eclipse and then the eclipse was part of it yep 
you should watch those videos and then watch the ones that debunk them. It's important to watch both <laughs> so that you're not hiding in a bunker with your water bottles. <laughs> I think it's kind of just ironic that it's happening, but like some people might just be wanting a reason to blame everything on and believe what's happening. Speaking of which, the world's supposed to end on Saturday. So, if you are listening to this podcast right now, congratulations, because we survived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just us, and we're the only ones left. Yeah, maybe. We're hiding in the Apple Lab. Apple Lab. <laughs> the newsroom bunker. Us and Cambry Cottom is also in here with us surviving. Hey, Cambry. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to recording the next episode for everybody. This is The Gold Report, signing off. See you next week. The theme music for this podcast was written by Paul Werner.